Good morning for the CJRU Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroixy, and debuting on the show, I've got counselor and actor Matthew William. How you doing? Hello, hello. Good good morning. I'm doing great. I can't wait. I'm excited to be on this show with you this morning. I can't <laughs> wait to talk with you here. <laughs> and where are you from? Originally from a little place in Michigan, but I'm in the Mile High City, Denver, Colorado. USA. Okay, so you are from Grand Rapids, Michigan, or Toledo, Michigan? You, you got it, Grand Rapids. Yeah. Wow, wow, six hours away from where we are in Toronto. <laughs> and what do you want to tell Canada? Oh, Canada is like, I get accused in a good way of being from Canada all the time. I got a little bit of an accent still from living in Michigan. Canada was my first foreign country, which is just next door, but I got to tell you, I have taken a train ride from Grand Rapids to Toronto, and that was my very first vacation um, ever. And it was it was a good experience. We went to Hard Rock Cafe. Um, I saw I saw my first stabbing, which was kind of wild out in the street. Um, so I but think here's the thing with Toronto. I feel like it's like next door neighbor kind of love that I have for it. So, yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. All right. All right. So we're going to get into what would you like to talk about your counseling? So how does counseling and acting work with each other? Yeah. Counseling and acting. It's real simple. Um, there's a there's a there's a concept in acting where you, you really need to embody the character that you're playing. So get it in, in your body, get it in your system. And with counseling, a lot of times we are not in our body. We are in our head. We are all in our head about whatever, what we're thinking somebody's thinking about us, or we're, we're just not very genuine people um, in some ways. And so to get in touch with who you are and learn what you're afraid of and how you respond to that and to be able to embody these different characters and roles. And there's a lot of overlap in between the two. Um just intersecting with different emotions and trying to feel that in your body and express it and being genuinely uh, unauthentic, if you will, when it's when it's acting like you have to be able to conjure that up and then express it. But it's not it's not really you. You're playing a role. And and so with counseling, a lot of times I'm trying to get people to be genuine and to express how they think and feel. And um, sometimes for the first time. And so it's it's an interesting dynamic. There's a lot of overlap in terms of um, playing a role, being under pressure, um, being able to perform. Um, and then in counseling, a lot of times I'm dealing with anxiety with folks. So, you know, being able to perform again, but it's just a different scenario. It might be in a marriage, might be in a job, um, might be, you know, professionally. I work with lots of different um, MMA fighters and, and folks that don't necessarily come right out and tell you how they feel. So it's an interesting dynamic, but I love working with people. I love helping people. And acting to me is... Um, is a way to to kind of put myself under the microscope and really learn who I am. And that's what it's all about. That's what it's about for me. Mm -hmm. Now, what were the challenges in acting and counseling that you experienced in the pandemic? Oh, my goodness. So first and foremost, during the pandemic, I was busier than I've ever been. And it has not stopped. Um, there was I had to learn to say no, which is not easy for me to do. I love to help people. It's hard for me to turn people away, especially knowing that there's a shortage of providers across the country. And, and I would say across the world, if we look um, at different, you know, in different contexts. And so, yes, the challenges was one 
being able to balance um, one as to health and safety risks. Obviously, a lot went on to Zoom and video, uh, but I still saw patients in the office and um, during the pandemic. And it was in some ways it was it was survival because I didn't qualify for all these loans and different things. I wasn't employed by someone else. I was employed by myself. And so in terms of you know, having to help people through their struggles, but also having to maintain a balance of like, there's a real risk of, of emotional burnout when you work with people all day long and, and they're stressed, they're sad, they're angry, they lost businesses, they're sick, they've lost loved ones. And, you know, really hone in on being able to manage my own reactions to those things too, because I got to show up and be present with people. And that's real similar to acting. You, you got to clear your mind. You can't be thinking about the process while you're doing it. Um, you can't be thinking about what's your next line. It's got to be in your body and you have to be able to just let it come out and let your personality show. And sometimes with counseling, it's similar. Where it's like I gotta I, I gotta think about this the the content that's being is shared and not always about the process. I I don't want to be in my head about things. I just want to be present with people and kind of interact. And acting is real similar. Where you you don't want to be thinking about what's next. You want to be in that moment. You want to be present because that's what makes it feel genuine. Is when you're right there. It's you you and the camera or you and whoever you're interacting with and counseling is real similar. Um, so it's, it's a fun, it's a fun thing, but definitely challenging and it has not stopped um, since, since 2019. And, you know, at the very beginning of the pandemic, it's been just as busy then as it is now. And, and I've gotten real good at saying no, but also I've gotten real good at saying yes to the things that I really like. So I've been moving more towards the things that I want and less about the things that I don't want. And that's moving towards my heart's desires. And that's also an overlap with counseling, um, trying to help people move towards what brings them out, what makes them alive. And I got to do it too. You know, got to do, I got to follow my heart's desires too. And for some reason, this is in my, in my heart to, to be on screen and to perform. It's not about being famous. I don't care about that. It's more about me versus me and showing up in a way that I'm, I'm proud of and challenging myself to do something new and different. And every time I've been on camera, I get these, I feel this flutter in my heart and in my stomach. And, and that's real, that's anxiety, right? Performance. Um, but to be able to kind of look at it face to face and enter into it and then get on the other side and feel that satisfaction that you know you've tackled something big and that's real similar to counseling as well is just entering into the things that you're afraid of and getting on the other side and you know big sigh of relief but also hopefully through that process you've changed in some meaningful way you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but isn't and, it hard to think about what's next when we were in that pandemic we oh. were thinking about am i gonna work what if <laughs> yeah. i can't get out of this what yeah. if this is the new normal of reality and yeah. of life living with COVID? Exactly. When I liken that to if you ever use Google Maps or Apple Maps or Waze, you got to know two data points first. And it's where are you? And then where are you going? And you don't want to focus on just one of those. You got you to know both of them. Where are you headed? 
Where are you? And if you just focus on where we're headed, that's where anxiety kicks in because it's in the future. We don't know. We don't know how this is going to play out. We don't know what's next. What What's going to happen? I just lost my house. I lost my loved one. I lost what's next. Am I going to have a job? My retirement, all that. Same with in the moment. We, we can't just focus in the moment like right now. We have to also be thinking, look up, look at the horizon. Where is this going? And And that's where there's a little bit of faith involved to be able to say, okay, Right now, today, I have what I need, but this is where I'm going. And I'm not, there's a quote from way back when um, Joyce Meyer said it, I, I need to be, she said uh, in one of her books, this is a long time ago, so I'll just quote it real quick. It, she just said, I'm comfortable where I'm at on the way to where I'm going. And it's both. It's like being content in these moments, even though there's uncertainty, but no, you're not going to stay there forever. It's like a season. And we've seen that with COVID. We've seen that. We've seen that with acting too, where acting went from auditioning only in LA and New York and uh, and Atlanta to now everything self-tape. So now all of a sudden, whoa, uh, people are really kind of freaking out about that in the entertainment business because it used to be very controlled and tight and, and you had to network and now it's just open and people can... I could do it from here, Denver, Colorado. I'm auditioning for things in Miami. I don't have to show up. I can just do it from here. And that's different. So it kind of freaks some people out. But it's actually good. That struggle, that those changes, that's what forms us. And those are good things. Um, if you let it, it can also destroy you. <laughs> so you got to pick your battle. Um, it's a good thing, though. It's a good thing to struggle a little bit. Right. Now moving forward, because we're slowly getting out of COVID. No more lockdowns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Thank, you. Thank goodness. Yeah, man. All right. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about some of your projects. What are you working on as an actor? Yeah. So the biggest projects that I'm working on now, the most the most immediate is a Broadway show called The Dream Room. It's in New York. Um on June 7th. And this is a production put on by director Andrew Christie. And I've been working with him through COVID, actually. He found me on Instagram and hit me up. And I've been doing script readings with this director um, in different 12 different, uh, 12 or 13 different TV pilots. And so I love to be on camera, but I also, I love to make people laugh and to, to see those reactions. And so really what I've been trying to do is just this is all a personal journey for me. It's not about being famous, not about money. I have plenty of money, enough to survive. I'm not saying I'm rich or anything, but the, the whole point of this to, for me is to be able to enter in roles that I'm afraid of, to stretch myself, um, to you know, and then to just be light and hope to people, make people laugh, but also enjoy myself in the process and to be able to be satisfied. So the next one is this Broadway show. I got some a few singing parts. I'm not the greatest singer, but I usually play a goofy character. And then after that, I've got uh, a few different. There's a documentary coming out um, called Bombs Over Tokyo, and and that's that's something that I'm a part of. That does mix counseling with the with acting because I'm doing some interviews and on the topic of, of PTSD and working with some of the veterans that, um, you know, that have their stories and, and kind of speaking on those topics. So those are the two things that are on my next, next agenda. And, you know, and just continuing to progress is there's, there's never, I think as soon as you think you've made it, then no, actually that you've lost, um, because there's, as you know about education and really any journey, you start you start into something like acting or music. You start getting into it and you realize how big it is. 
and and it's up to you to kind of take those steps and navigate. So that's what I'm working on. It's a personal journey, um, and you know, to grow into into the next level. And I'm really excited because actually this year is the first year where my private practice is in such a place where I can flex and pivot and I make enough money to be able to respond to some of these entertainment um, options because it's real hard sometimes to have a job and you know, and juggle and a family. And then all of a sudden, oh, guess what? This weekend, you should, if you can, you should come to Florida. You should come to Austin. You should come to um, Atlanta. And a lot of, a lot of entertainment is out of New Mexico these days. So um, to be able to pivot like that um, and just be like, I'm going, I'm going this weekend and I'm going to be on set or audition like by tomorrow. Those are hard things to do. So it's really, I think it's kind of like a recipe to be able to say, all right, this is what I'm cooking and this is what my ingredients are. And, you know, and if, if, uh, if I was working a nine to five, there's no way this would happen for me. I wouldn't have been, I even got this far. So that's what I'm working on is just auditions and, mean people and moving towards the things that I know bring me life. And that's when I'm challenged and stretched. And I look forward to it because this next year I got a talent agent and she's really active and very good at what she does. She knows my type and, and the things that I'm good at. So she's, she knows it's the green light. Uh, 2023 is a good year mm-hmm. for me. I can tell it's starting out already. All right, all right, all right. What's your encouragement to other actors and actresses? What do you want to tell them? And they're worried there possibly can be a writer's strike coming very soon. Yeah, Yeah, I would say my best encouragement is really focus on what's in your control. And if we boil that down, it's you. If we focus on you and what you need and what brings you life, and that's what's in your control. The auditions, what they do with them, that's not in your control. Uh, What the writers might do, that's not in your control, unless you're a writer. But I'd say focus on you, hone your craft, realize what are your strengths and weaknesses. And I build on strengths. You got to recognize the weaknesses and work on them, but you got to work off your strengths. So if you're, if you're really, if you're a funny guy, go for it. If you're, um, if you're really good at, if you're really good at drama and being able to, you know, express emotions, if you can cry on camera, like really hone your craft and use this time to just drill down in and, and build yourself up, build on those strengths. I feel like a lot of times we're, we're our worst enemy. We'll, we'll talk to ourselves. If, if I had a five-year-old version of myself standing next to me sometimes and I was telling him what I'm thinking, he'd be crying. He'd be crying because sometimes we're just our own worst enemy. So I'd say, you know, one, roll with it. If, if you make a mistake, go with it. Some of the best lines, some of the best movie uh, um, scenarios came from mistakes, but they just rolled with it. They kept going at our acting studio here, Babcock Studios in Denver. We call it um, yes and. You yes and that. You just messed it up, but yes, I'm going for it. Yes, I don't know what I'm doing, but yes, I'll do it. And, 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 and I'm going to continue. And that's an attitude. It's it's an attitude that that can be transferable in other areas of life, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, not letting fear dictate and focus on what's in your control and honing your craft, you know, and stretch yourself. Um, I've never been in a musical. Um, I've never been in on Broadway, but I'm doing it anyway. Um, and yes. And there we go. 
So yes, and. <laughs> yes, and. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, on a serious note, what do you want to mm-hmm. say? I'm going to say, what do you want to say to the men and women that are battling with depression or really battling to get help? What do you want to yeah. tell them, especially the men? Oh, yeah. Well, I, the first thing I would say is with depression, a um, couple things I would say very tangible um, depression to me is about being stuck. And sometimes we're, it feels like we're stuck. We can't get out. It's a black hole. Uh, we just don't feel, we don't feel motivated. So if we pull in a little bit of research here around resiliency, I study resiliency. This is my personal passion here is, um, resiliency is a, it's a strength-based approach to look at things, not a problem focus. So if we look at depression, that's a problem. But if we look at resilience, it's like, Okay, so the biggest piece of resilience is purpose. So if you're depressed, ask yourself, what what gives me meaning in life? And what gives me a sense of purpose? Where do I add value anywhere in my day? And it's not usually somewhere else. My purpose is not to be an actor and be famous. My purpose is today is to be, you know, be husband, be father, be boss, be actor, be whatever that thing is in your day um, to find purpose and meaning. And really feel it in your body. Here's where men, we go sideways a lot of times and we think about how we feel. We intellectualize our emotions instead of feeling them in our body. And so, for instance, when you're depressed, a lot of times, well, I say when I'm depressed or when I've talked to people who are depressed, I'll ask them, where do you feel that in your body? And a lot of times it's a weight on the shoulders. It's a heaviness on the chest. It's a sick this feeling like in your stomach and men need to get in touch with how that where emotions show up and stop intellectualizing thinking about how they feel and actually notice where's it showing up because sometimes there those things are there in our life and we just don't even pay attention to we think about them um but you know our bodies are uh, they react to a lot of things and so with depression i'd say the first and foremost Purpose and meaning in life. It's about 75% of all what makes somebody resilient. Why do people do hard things? Well, they have a reason to do hard things. And why do soldiers go on missions? Well, they know what they're, they believe in what they're doing. Uh, why do, why do, why did we get through COVID? What was the point? Were we just going sideways or are we trying to actually survive and like overcome this thing? And, or how can we protect ourselves? Like there's, when you find that reason and the why, those are some serious questions. And I'd say, one, we got to talk to other people. Uh, we can't just do this in our own. And men are real good at isolation and avoidance. And we'll go solo and we'll avoid everything that feels bad until we can't avoid it anymore. Now it's like a train wreck and we're trying to pick it all up at once. And so I'd say um, opposite of that are connection and engagement. When we connect with our situation, how we feel, if you have faith, be active in it, connect with your creator. If you, um, you know, if you it basically connect with others um, and in an avoidance, that's engaging. Avoidance, we know avoidance. We want to avoid a lot of things that are dangerous, things that are rightfully so dangerous, like rattlesnakes or semi-trucks. Uh, those are dangerous. COVID, we don't want to mess with that. We can protect ourselves from those things, but also we want to engage with things that make us afraid and make us sad and make us upset and angry and instead of avoiding or try to numb things out. And that's what I see a lot of um, in my line of work is just people numbing, trying to just trying to feel better. It's all we want is just to feel good. Um, But 
but really we got to come to terms with some of the things in our life that are that are not good. Uh, maybe it's the past. Maybe it's just, you know, something that hurt a habit or hang up, something that gets us stuck. And sometimes it's biological, too. So it's like come at these things from different angles. Um, if you were working with me, that's exactly what I would be talking about is let's develop a sense of purpose. Let's develop some goals because that helps with perseverance. And a lot of times I think in pictures, um, at least my acting coach tells me, um, so I have to I have to use that. I get to use that. And when depression happens, a lot of times I imagine you're stuck in the mud. And it's like we're trying to throw an anchor way out in front of us and then use that to pull ourselves out. And it's easier if somebody else is on the other end helping you, but we can do it too by ourselves in some ways, but we got to have goals um, and they got to be attainable, realistic time, measurable, all that. And, you know, and that helps like in my day, if I feel depressed in my day, I have no motivation. I, I need to switch over into this rational brain and say, okay, I don't feel, I'm not going to feel motivated to do this. I'm not even going to feel motivated to eat or get up or shower or go out and talk to somebody, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it in spite of and make those goals. I'm going to today, I'm going to, I'm going to take a shower today. I'm going to talk to her. I'm going to talk to him today. I'm going to eat a meal today. I'm going to walk. Uh, I'm going to walk the dog and, and make those small things that most people would just brush aside as though they're not a big deal. But for somebody who's depressed, that's a big deal. And, you know, to have small measurable goals, don't do it alone. So that's what I'd say to start. Did I fill your head with enough stuff? Oh, you did. <laughs> and exercise <laughs> right. too. And exercise yeah. too. Today, yeah. I didn't want to exercise, but I had to. I have to maybe cut back on certain spicy foods because they're causing me indigestion. So I have yeah. to cut out spices. So come up with certain goals for yourself. Exactly. Yep, exactly. And don't do it alone. If you're depressed, I feel like that's one of the that's one of the risk factors of when you're de when you if you feel depressed and anxious too actually but is to make sure that you're connected you have at least one person that you trust that you can talk with check in with be real with be authentic um and if you don't have that that's where we start we we got to have and that's where counseling kind of mimics some real life relationship if you can do it with me then you can do it with someone else and be real and genuine and we, and I use empathy I'm going to I'm going to dip into how I how you feel but I'm going to connect with something within me to connect with how you feel I'm going to use respect I'm going to I'm going to talk to you in a way that's respectful I'm going to carry myself when and listen in a way that you know that I respect you as a person. And then I'm going to be genuine. I'm going to, I'm going to model that. And those three things right there build relationships. And that I think sometimes just by itself is enough to kind of carry somebody through some really dark times. At least they got somebody that feels how they feel. They, they are respected. Um, and, and then they're genuine, they're authentic. Um, and, and we don't get that a lot. And now, acting isn't, always it's it's like genuinely inauthentic it's you know we're trying to we're trying to portray and so there is some like inconsistency in there but in in the world too we are often we put our face on our best foot forward and rightfully so we just don't want to be hurt by everybody but also we need that connection we need we need to be connected to ourselves first and foremost uh what we think and feel and uh what are our hearts desires maybe maybe they've been squashed maybe 
grew up a certain way and it, it just didn't go your way and life beat you up. Well, we got to connect with that because that hurts. And then we got to heal. And, you know, my I was just reading this morning. There's a book called um, Be Like Water. It's written by Bruce Lee's daughter. And and it was talking a lot about solutions are often in the problems. So we got to enter into the problem to find the solutions and often. And that's a, that's a lot about if you want to look at counseling, it's the same way. We got to enter into the problems, find the solutions. It's not about problem solving. Sometimes we just need to talk. Um, get it out. Nobody, no, we need to be heard before we can heal a lot of times. And, you know, (laughs) yeah, you know, yeah, (laughs) amen. (laughs) All right, all right. Throw out your social media platforms, please. Of course. Yeah. So Twitter, Instagram, um, Matthew William Talent. It's a, it's an LLC I set up for just for this purpose. I share a little bit of counseling, a little bit of acting, um, you know, and I'm always loving to see people win. So if you hit me up on social media, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a fan. I, I follow people who follow me. It's not follow for follow that kind of thing, but in terms of, you know, inspiration, that's what I go to those platforms for. And I love to spread hope and, you know, encourage people. I love to see people win. And so, yeah, if you, if you hit me up on Twitter or you hit me up, on Instagram, Instagram, I'm usually on there mostly just because of the the arts and entertainment videos and that kind of content. Um, but Matthew and Talent, let's let's do it. I'll see All right. you on there. All right, mm-hmm. let's do it. Let's do it. I'll connect with you. You connect with me. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Good stuff. All right. All right. Any quick messages you want to say in closing? One word. I'd say dedication. Just know what know what you're working on. One word: dedication, and and that that's an internal battle. But when you got it in your heart, this is what I'm doing and what I'm about. Now you're dedicated, and nothing can really stop that. Um, you might have challenges about coming your way, but when you're dedicated, um, you're committed. So that's where that's what takes people to the next level. So go for it. All right, for CJRU 1280 AM, I would like to thank actor and counselor. You can throw out your name again. Matthew William. And thank you for the listeners for listening to this episode.